Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble falling asleep? Welcome, you're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. Tonight it's trending Twitter Tuesdays, so it's based on whatever's trending on Twitter. All you need to do is get in bed, pull the covers, snuggle in, if you have a security blanket or teddy bear or whatever, you know, snuggle that up or a loved one, animal. And maybe you should snuggle up your animals. They do they do their own snuggling, but uh, whatever, get comfortable and press play. We'll do the rest. Podcast is going to create a safe place where you can set aside anything that's run through your brain, telling you stuff or making you toss, turn, keep you awake, whatever's going on in your head. We're going to distract you from that. All you need to do is listen. I'll tell you a story. It'll go on and on and on and on. And it'll be a little bit relaxing, a little bit distracting, a little bit comforting. And I'll just keep going. And soon, the idea is you'll be distracted, and then, but then your grip on the distraction, you'll be just distracted enough to fall asleep. Your grip on reality will slip away, and you'll be off in dreamland. That's what this podcast does. If this is your first time here, it's a podcast to put you to sleep, kind of like a bedtime story, kind of like someone that's there just to talk in your ear until you uh, drift off. That's it. Uh, if, if, you, if, you know, if you're coming here, just give it a shot. See if it works for you. I hope it does. To all you regular listeners, I'm glad to be back here talking to you as usual. We're on the web over at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. On trending Twitter Tuesday episodes will be at slash Tuesdays. www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Tuesdays. You can get a hold of me. Feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can post on the website. You can come over on Twitter, at Dearest Scooter, or Facebook. Those are all legitimate places to get a hold of me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear any feedback, any questions, comments, or concerns. That's it. Let's move on to the housekeeping. Housekeeping. Housekeeping, our uh, music theme song is by Christopher over at SoundsLikeAnEarful.com. Chrissy. Chrissy Poo, as he, that's how he prefers to be called. I said, listen, man, this is a professional thing. I don't know, you know, how you do it in Canada with your podcasting, but I'll call you Chrissy Poo. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, Chrissy Poo, he didn't really say that. I, I just started calling him that sometimes. He doesn't hate it, though. He might, I don't know, I'm sure, whatever. He, Chris does a wonderful job with our podcast theme song. He also does a wonderful job with his podcast. Sounds like an earful. Over at soundslikeanearful.com. Give it a listen. We're going to have some new podcast art coming up. Podcast artwork coming up soon. That's a little secret project going on behind the scenes with some uh, behind the scenes type stuff. Our podcast has Lord and Lady. It's Lord Jonathan and Lady Shannon. They are uh, uh, chicken barons. So more info will be uh, coming up on that. But Lord and Lady, I salute you as always. I'm curtsying, bowing, genuflecting all in one. I want to uh, over on Facebook. We have our hundredth fan follower, uh, like or something. John T. John, thank you for being our hundredth 
thing. Uh, I I think I talked to you already on Twitter this week, but thanks so much, man. It's good to hear from you. I didn't actually... Yeah, I'll think up some something funny, hopefully. But right now, thank you is all I have in the wheelhouse. Over on Twitter, I want to say hi to Kevin, who recommended our podcast to one of his followers or friends this week. Thanks, Kevin. And I'm looking, at, I don't know if it's John T. and Fred T. are related or if they're the same person. So I wasn't talking to John T. Yeah, well, I guess that was. Interesting. It's confusing, but uh, let's move on. Okay, iTunes, folks. iTunes. Apple's having a little bit of trouble uh, with podcasts lately, and that's not just mine. I've, got, I've heard from a couple of people that say their iTunes isn't updating or stuff like that. If it is, go ahead. And, if it isn't, well, maybe you're not hearing this if it isn't, but if you're having trouble with iTunes, seeing the episodes, finding the podcast, go ahead and let me know by one of the means, Twitter. Facebook, email, whatever. Uh, anyone that's posted a review, the reviews just aren't um, going through. This is an so issue Apple's aware of and they're supposedly working on it, but I'm sure it's not a friggin' top priority since they got bazillion dollars pouring in right now in new phones and stuff. But they're, they're working on it and they'll get around to it. Uh, so if you've written a review, I, I, I don't think I've gotten it. But if and if you can write a view, that's great. It'll they'll go up eventually. Yeah, Apple's Apple's one of those country, you know, companies. Country they could probably could be a country, but um, they do. You know, they get stuff done eventually. When the I'm not I'm not a hater. I'm just a complainer. So that's Apple. And now I've have a, a piece of housekeeping on. I guess involving my house, that'll give you guys something to complain about. <laughs> if it, you know, this way I can start screwing up like uh, businesses do. Is so it finally the snail mail, Operation Snail Mail, has moved on to its next phase? Guys, girls, lords, ladies, ninjas, whoever else is listening, I have acquired by means of a money and uh, application and two forms of identification, a post office box for the podcast. And what this means is <laughs> that, uh, I don't know, this is just silly stuff. And I'll probably talk about it more in another episode because I want to, you know, get to the point and move on to the show. But I don't know, when I was thinking, after I realized a couple people were listening to this podcast, uh Let's see, I didn't write this out ahead of time. I'm just kind of doing this cut. What I'm saying is back in the day, there used to be something called a self-addressed stamped envelope, S-A-S-E. And maybe when you're like in the 80s, maybe even the 90s before email and stuff, you watch a game show or there was fan clubs. I'm not saying I have a fan club. That, that's not what I'm saying, but. You know, you'd be, you could send a self-addressed stamped envelope to something, and then you might get something back. And that would—I don't know if it was a way—I don't know. I think you could get celebrities to send you like pictures of them, and uh, whatever. I'm drag. Well, I guess this podcast, but you sleep. Maybe you'll fall asleep during this part. But so what I'm saying is, I have a post office box. Sleep with me podcast has a post office box, and I just thought this would be fun. Like re, like a revival. I don't know if that's a re. Like, let's have a little fun with snail mail if you want. Maybe no one wants to. 
And you guys can send me a self-addressed stamped envelope. I'll give you the, the P.O. box. It'll also be at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash S-A-S-E. And I will send you, um, <laughs> I don't have anything cool to send you. But I do have, uh, when I make the show, when I write the shows, I have, uh, I do it on usually yellow legal pad. And I literally have, since the podcast started, like stacks and stacks of these yellow legal pads with like outlines or brainstorms or bullet points. I'm not, uh, and if so, if you send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, I'll send you like three sheets from the notes. And I, I don't know, I'm not trying to do this to like, well, one, it's like recycling. Let's just look at it like that. If you like the show, this way you own a piece of the show, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm i trying to look at it. When I'm a fan of something, I think, I don't know. If you like the show, maybe it'll be fun for you, maybe not. Now I'm feeling self-conscious. Like I'm not trying to make a big, big, big shot situation here. Just fun. It only costs you. I don't even know. I honestly have no idea how much a stamp costs. 50 cents. If it's 75 cents, that's fucking nuts. But maybe it is. Maybe it's even more. So maybe this isn't a cheap way. But I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. But the P.O. Box, so it's be sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, I don't even, so you go sleep with me podcast. Yeah, sleep with me podcast. P.O. Box 1751, Alameda, California, 94501. So, Sleep With Me Podcast, P.O. Box, 1751, Alameda, CA, 94501. You send me a self-addressed stamped envelope. So, that's like an envelope. You put that address on it, and then you put another envelope with your address on it. I will send you some show notes. I mean, again, if you guys think this is a stupid idea, believe me, let me know. Or, I don't know, the, the thing, no, I guess I, this was, a, I didn't make a rash decision, but uh, whatever. Let's just see what happens, okay? Um, now, if you're an international listener, I did look into this because I was like, what about people from outside the U.S.? If you're in the U.S., uh, just go ahead and do the self-addressed stamp envelope. Should be, cost you two stamps, one to send it and one to send it back. If you're in Canada, hmm, I didn't look up Canada because you're not exactly international. But, sorry, I got to put that piece of paper down with the P.O. box on. Um, if, so Canada, let's let's consider you international for now, but you guys might be able to get away with the stealth address stamped envelope. But if you're from some other country, let's say Sweden, and you still want to participate, just go ahead and send me um, an envelope like, the semi-envelope and then put an envelope with your address inside of it. But don't put any postage on it because I, I can't tell you how much, you know, I don't want to get into some calculations. I'll just pay for the postage. But here's the, here's the what do you call it, exchange, is if you can send me, my brother Dan that just got married collects anything related to public transit. So if you live in a city where there's public transit tokens, if you can send me a token, the cheapest one, or most to- most tokens have gone the way of the dinosaur and some stamp- self-addressed stamped envelopes. Oh, boy, we're going. This is a time warp here. But uh, a transfer, paper transfer or paper, like, whatever, something that's from your transit. 
uh, that he can add to his collection. Nothing expensive, like something that's like recycled again or a token. But don't give me, you know, don't go, go buying any tokens and paying any money or anything like that. This is supposed to be like cheap fun. Hopefully, worst case scenario, stamps really do cost $2. It's cost two bucks to get three pieces of paper. Uh, but you'll be able to see my, here's some upsides. One, the post office box I rented is 24 hours a day open. So that that's something they told me. So, I mean, I, you never know. I could be picking up your letter at two in the morning. So that's cool. <laughs> two, uh, my handwriting is unbelievably atrocious. So you guys could make fun of my handwriting and take pictures of it. And maybe try to interpret it. But, I mean, that's one thing. It is literally like, I don't even know what cuneiform is. And if I'm saying it right, it would be like something that, like, you would doubt if it was in English. That's how bad my handwriting is. And there's a story related to it. It's not just because I'm lazy. But that's what they told me. Um, So that's it. There will be more updates and stuff on this. But I just wanted you guys to know I followed through on it. That's my happiest. I'm just glad I followed through. Hopefully, you know, we'll get... I get a, we'll have enough fun. I think I paid six months for this box. So hopefully some of you guys will participate um, and it'll be fun. If you, if you, again, if I'm looking like a total a-hole here, let me know. I'm not, I don't want to be an a-hole, but uh, I, I don't know. The, uh, there's, uh, this is the whole, th- the, my goal with the podcast is this, is to have some kind of spirit that's different from the, um, agony of not being able to sleep. And this is a little bit silly, a little bit uh, stupid in a um, non-offensive way, non-mean-spirited way. It's like, oh, remember back when they had selfish or stamped envelopes? Some of you are so young, you don't even know, barely know what an envelope is. So, you know, you get to participate, you know, maybe you can bond with some older people. You know, we can live, it'll be like a period of drama. Be like the ro- slow mo romance. This will be like a period, <laughs> you know, period mailing. You know, uh, I don't know. So that's it. I have a post office box. We have a post office box. Send me it. I won't keep your address. If you, if you have any like crazy artwork or anything that'll fit in the envelope without costing you any more money, by all means, send that. Or um, a poem about uh, Ray, for example, or anything else. I don't know. Uh, so that's it. That's the uh, snail mail project. Uh, hopefully, eventually, we'll use this for other fun stuff, but that's it for right now. Jesus, I don't know why I'm so self-conscious tonight. All right, let's move on to the show, shall we? It is known. So it's time for another trending Twitter Tuesday Tales, Trending, Tales from Trending Twitter, Tales on Tuesday, Trending Twitter Tales, ladies and gentlemen, your favorite Tuesday segment about stuff that's trending on Twitter. This is Trending Twitter Tales, Trending Twitter Tuesday, Twending, Twending Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I go on Twitter, I'm going to look up what's trending and... Uh, make up a story about it. Hopefully, if successfully, it's um, it's nine fourteen Sunday night, like just about nine p.m. 
just before 9 p.m. I don't know when is trend, when the trends update. Are they like um, always updating or what? But uh, we got some trending stuff. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Still ten things trending. Nothing sponsored this week or paid for, at least according to the what I'm looking at here. Got my handy phone, which is rocking uh, iOS 5, or I think iOS 5. This might have iOS 6 on it. All right, let's get down to business. I can only buy so much time, of course. And now it's time for trend. Trending, not twending. Trending Twitter tales tonight, but from Sunday night for Tuesday. Stuff that's trending on Sunday for a tale made for Tuesdays. And Tuesdays in Troy, Twitter start with T, not Sunday, so it's better. And I don't always record on Sunday. So it's trending Twitter tales Tuesday tonight. In your ears tonight, it is Tuesday, ideally or not. Okay. <laughs> All right, so it's two. It's, um, tonight I got a story for you. A little piece of history, historical story, uh, the history on some level of, uh, with a loose meaning, a historical story. It's about a country. It's a country story. It's one of those stories about a country, country singer or country, I don't know if he's a, he was a, there's a problem with me telling these stories sometimes is that, uh. Sorry, I don't know if you guys can hear the difference. I just moved stuff around a little bit, make it sound a little bit better. Like I was saying, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not uh, up, I don't know. There's country, I know there's country and Western, and I know country music's incredibly popular, incredibly important to a lot of people now in the past, and, and uh, but now it's incredibly like pop music. A, a lot of pop music is country music. And uh, this is a this, this story is really not a statement on country music. It's just a tale about this guy who happened to be a country singer. And I was just trying to figure out because I don't know. I think he was probably a country and western singer, but that would probably mean he was from the west. I wonder if there's like a country, country and western for some reason does sound better than country and southern, or country and eastern. I don't know why that is. Maybe just more familiar, country and western. Western, um, you know, because now I'm thinking about it, I associate country music more with the South than the West a little bit because just because, uh, you know, do, 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 like a, a little bit of a Southern accent. But okay, so this is a story about a guy named Willie. And I know what you're thinking, Willie Nelson's not. It's a story about a guy named Willie Young. Willie Young. And he was young, he was when he was a young guy. Uh, you know, he just happened to have the name Willie Young, but even when he was old, he was still Willie Young. But he mostly went by Willie, and uh, he's a great guy. He loved to laugh. He was one of those kids that didn't do so hot in school, really wasn't into school, and was a little bit of a troublemaker, but not in a mean-spirited way. He He just had such a I guess like a, a love of life or a lust for life, as uh, Carnival Cruises would say via Iggy Pop. Yeah, if it was Iggy Pop and Carnival Cruise, but not important, is that this guy, Willie, 
quick, most people quick to smile, and not one of those smiles like somebody like me gives that's like partially awkward and forced. This is like one of those smiles that really would light up a room, put you on ease, and you're like, man, this Willie, he's really having fun. So even when he was in school, the teachers loved him. The teachers loved him, but they worried about him too because he didn't really, this was pre-country western music for Willie. He was just a a footloose and fancy free kid. I mean, he had footloose. He had shoes. I don't want you to think he was footloose, like run around in loose feet. Uh, footloose, footloose, kick off the Sunday shoes. I mean, he probably did kick off his Sunday shoes when he needed to. But this Willie, he he was uh he had shoes. He uh, uh that wasn't. I guess I don't want to distract you with you know his feet. But put perfectly normal feet on Willie. Nothing I know. Some people get creeped out by feet. Not his feet were uh, top of the line. So he's in high school, middle school. He had friends, good friends, but everyone, you know, everyone always had fun with Willie. He wasn't. He kind of pushed the envelope. He he partied a little bit too much, drank a little bit too much. A little, but one thing he laughed at a little bit too much. And people are always like, well, someday, Willie, you're going to have to you have to grow up. And, and that's kind of not fair when someone's not grown up to be telling them that. Uh, it's definitely like a grown-up anxiety thing to be like, it's triggering some sense that, uh, you know, you're worrying about yourself, you're putting on Willie. But it seemed like he was liked, and they're like, man, what if, maybe there's like some stirring of fear inside them. For this young lad who just had no sense of direction at all, basically, and it was not plain. It wasn't like he was like one of those guys from the made-up stories that was, you know, he was having trouble in school. But at the same time, he was like, get off of school. He'd be playing his little guitar and falling, and ladies were loving him. And he was going down to the roadhouse and. uh that was probably Willie Nelson was probably doing that, and uh, that's that's why we know Willie Nelson. And I have to tell you this story about Willie Young. But so uh, Willie graduated high school. He didn't have a job. He uh, family situation was this: uh, Willie lived with his uncle and his grandma, and he, his parents. Um, I I'd honestly I don't want to presume anything because I don't know what his parents. I just know that was his his family situation. His grandma. Had a settlement because she was she had some uh, cinnamon gum poisoning uh, back, like maybe when Willie's parents were around, maybe not, but maybe like she had ingested this cinnamon gum. I guess someone had got into the gum factory and like triple strength the gum, and there also was like stuff from their shoes in the gum. So just a warning: Ge- this was generic cinnamon gum, totally generic kind of brand that's not made anymore. Because they went out of business, um, but she she suffered these uh, dental um, burn, burns. Her gums they were permanently infused with cinnamon flavoring, this artificial cinnamon flavoring they no longer use because of this. So she always has this sense. Only thing she can taste is cinnamon. She constantly has a sense of like cinnamon, that cinnamon burning feeling in her mouth, not painful level, just a distracting level. And it's permanent cinnamon breath, which, I mean, give it or take it, might be a good thing, might be a bad thing for Willie. 
will turn out to be both, a bit of both. But so she settled with this gum company or the gum factory, you know, ended up, you know, suing them. I mean, maybe she didn't settle. Whatever. She was, they were doing good enough. Like the uncle lived there. He was not a father figure to Willie. He was more like an uncle figure, um, which is, I mean, everybody knows there's a big difference between a father figure and an uncle figure. And I'm not talking about the uh, bad uncles from the stories or, uh, how come you don't hear any great uncle stories? I mean, you hear about people having a great uncle, but that's like an uncle of an uncle or something, right? Great uncle is your uncle's uncle. Or your mom and dad's uncles. But you never hear, like, this is a tale about this great uncle. Man, maybe I need to step up my uncling, huh? Oh, boy. But you always hear about the bad uncles. Probably the aunts, too. But whatever, this uncle, he did the job as uncle. He, uh, you know, gave Willie his first pickup truck which was, you know, his uncle's old pickup truck. He taught Willie some basic, you know, mechanic skills. Taught him how to be an awkward man among men. I mean, that's, he's a father figure in that sense. You know, no, no hugging. You know, a good handshake and a nod of the chin. And let's try not to see each other naked or, you know, don't, don't cry in front of me. And, uh, you know, feelings don't exist. And how about that, uh, you know, lady, you know, how, how she, whoa, whoa, hey now, you know, type stuff. So, yeah, I guess that's a, maybe a big brother, maybe the brothers, big brothers steal all the thunder from the uncles, but whatever, this uncle, I think he was Uncle Larry, but I'm not positive, so don't don't quote me on that, but whatever, he that was Willie's uncle. And so whatever, um, Willie graduates high school, he's got nothing going on. And but he's living with his grandma and his uncle, getting by. You know they have uh, you know three square meals a day, warm heat. You know heat in the winter. You know not air conditioning in summer, but fans. They had fans. And I forget. I think this was uh, Texarkana, maybe or um, maybe what? Maybe it was Tropicana. I I can't be sure. Uh, I think it was like um, on some sort of county line. They lived for sure on a county line. Um, not the Mason-Dixon. That's too much. That I remember. 48th parallel. That's something famous or 34th. Whatever. They, it does not, I don't even think it's important to the story, so I don't even know why I'm tell, talking about it. But what was I saying? The uncle, Willie graduates high school. And so his uncle sits down with him. He says, listen, Willie, you know, grandmother, uh, I'm the one in her will, so don't think, you know, don't think about it. They, you know, we'll, we'll leave you with a little something if she goes. But, uh, you know, we're not going to, we'll help you out. We're not, we don't want you starving, but, you know, you got to figure, you got to earn your way in this world. And, you know, I've been watching you as your uncle, not in any kind of non, you know, strange uncle way. I've just been keeping an eye on you, Willie. And I figure uh, that um, this, you know, you, you're a laughing guy. You're not very serious. You don't do much. You're you're pretty. You know, you, the ladies think you're attractive. You seem like you've had some girlfriends, but you can't settle down. You know, you're like a steer or a buck or a 
a, a male cow bull that can't be. And so, you know, I was thinking, uh, I, I got a buddy, he's got this band called the Outlanders and, uh, I could talk to him. He could put you, you know, you could be an outlander, you know, like help them move their st- stuff or whatever they're going on tour. And you could, you know, they call it this a roadie, this job. But basically, you know, you just got to yuck it up with the band members. These guys are uh, moderately famous around here. And they seem like they're going to break big. But even if they don't, Willie, this will give you a chance to see the country You'll be working. You won't be spending money because you'll be working so much. And uh, maybe you'll have a little bit more fun. Maybe you'll be out there in the big wide world instead of just sitting around here. You'll find something, you know, you want to do with your life. That's your not to be a faithful decision because Willie said, uh, I think I want to be an outlander. And so his uncle called up this guy. uh, What was his name? I don't know, two guys that ran the band. One was like Marshall and Brandon. Brandon Marshall. Brandon. So it was one of those two guys. And uh, Marshall, I think it was. Not the same Marshall Tucker band guy either. Or maybe it was. Maybe that he got broke big. He just left Brandon behind. Because Brandon's not a very good country or southern rock name to begin with. Whatever. They hire Willie. Willie goes out tour with these dudes. These dudes are probably, Willie's whatever. 2019, 18, and uh, these guys are in their late 20s, early 30s, something, maybe, probably, yeah, 30, 20, yeah, 28, 20, 20 out 30, <laughs> 20 out 30 uh, years old. So he goes touring with them, and they love this Willie because he's just a piece of positive. And I mean, I've never been on tour with a country and western band or a country band. Southern rock band, uh, nouveau country. I don't know if that's a term, but you know, or uh, I know there's two kinds of country now, but I don't know the kinds. But I haven't been on tour with that. I haven't even been on tour with like a classical band or like um, that brand band of the dudes, uh, like El Dovolo or um, Gab, whatever that guy whoa, from the fountains in Las Vegas. That guy. Um, I've never been on tour with any music or any anything, basically. I'm touring with, with Willie. But whatever. You know, when people get down when they're on tour, Willie would lift them up. He kept them. He kind of kept their spirits balanced because he was so, always so positive and so high and funny. He found everything funny. Like, uh, you know, he'd find stuff in the seats of the van or the bus or whatever, and he'd eat it. And then you'd laugh so hard. Everyone would laugh. And I don't know if you've seen the movie Almost Famous. Great movie. I highly recommend it. But it showed a little bit of tension between band members that can happen. Anytime there was anything like that, Willie used his humor to to whatever it do. So everyone and everyone felt like they could talk to Willie because he was like, you just nod and listen and laugh at the appropriate moment. Great listener. I wish I could listen like this Willie fella. Feller. But so one day, it was uh, Willie's going to be Willie was going to turn 19. They were on tour. And they, um, uh, the Outlanders had this big song. Oh, what was it called? Oh, it was called Miss America. How can I forget about it? And uh, it was like this, their big, it was their big hit. It ended up being a hit. 
uh, believe it or not, uh, after a couple, not not yet in the story, but later on. Now, you probably never heard of it because you don't, I mean, this is like the, this is the pre, uh, whatever, just don't look it up, okay? <laughs> Uh, but their song was like, big song was Miss America on the tour. Miss was like, they did play as an encore or the last song. And they didn't care, man. They wanted, the audience wanted to hear it. Sometimes they played twice a night. And I'm sure you want to hear some bars from it. It was like, is it, it she is, she is Miss America. She is, she is Miss America. Is, is America. Something for the same old Something like that. And then it would go, Miss America. She is, she is, Miss America. And they would always get like women up on stage dancing. And then it was like easy for everybody to say, she is, she is, Miss America. She is, she is, Miss America. And I think it was like um, this woman, I think this story was like, a, it was a freaking great story for the song. Now I'm thinking about it because it was like, a, it was like a made up song, like right up my alley kind of song. I don't know. I think Marshall and Brandon songwriting credit. I don't know who's the genius of those two, but it was about um, that this dude seduces the Statue of Liberty and, uh, like this love song written in this, like written by a giant about seduce, seducing the Statue of Liberty and then falling in love and then her breaking his heart because then she accepted this job where she was just, you know, had to stand around and, you know, guide. But then it was like metaphorical, even though it was a metaphor, it was like another layer of metaphor like that she was like, Becoming a metaphor for like, you know, a beacon of light to, you know, take your poor and your ragged and your uh, hungry or tired and poor or whatever it is. And uh, like that guy in the song, he was like poor, ragged giant because they were giants. Um, I don't quite know how they, you know, that they didn't scare anybody in the song, but whatever. Uh, it was basically like a love ballad for the Statue of Liberty that you could take on multiple levels. Like if you're like me, you, you dive into the fantasy part of it and, you know, you dig deep, you're actually like, oh, that's what the lyrics mean. On her feet, sandals, and some vein, and she carried around the book of van, or van, and a van she used to run and ran because they went to high school together, I think, and she was on the track team. She was a relay racer, I think, was part of the song. I think that's when he fell in love with her. And then so then it was like ironic. Is that irony? I'm not sure. That then she gets a job holding the torch because this guy would be like when he's reminiscing. And then they'd be, I think it was like he was reminiscing with a, with Mark Brandon because it was like a call and response type thing. Because then he'd be like, tell me about this girl. I don't think I'm going out of key there, but uh, uh, whatever, like he was telling his buddy about the woman he fell in love with who just, and then he'd be like, well, who is she? She is, she is Miss America. So it's like one of the songs too, kind of like Stephen Wright I talked about before that like, 
or any other comedian that kind of has like delayed action joke that you get like a little bit later and you're like, oh man, they get, like that song's about the Statue of Liberty. But anyway, this, this is neither here nor there because this one particular show of Willie's 19th birthday, they call him on stage to do the Miss American. Willie was drinking and dancing with the ladies and happy. But he gets on there and he's like, yeesh. And he has this twangy that no one's ever heard him sing before. And they were like, like, they stopped playing. People stopped singing along. And he was just singing the, uh, the chorus. And somebody's like, man, your pitch is perfect. Like, on that is, is Miss America thing. Like, holy crap. And uh, ended up being the downfall of the Outlanders, oddly enough, because then they started fighting. They're like, we got, and plus, like, Brandon and Marshall, none, neither one of them were uh, exactly uh, lady killers as far as looks-wise. No offense. I mean, let's just be honest. It's like success in music. Uh, it's a performance, so um, not everybody can hide in a closet behind some you know, I got whatever is in front of me right now and be anonymous with a made-up pseudonym to protect themselves. You know, some people got to be out there on tour, whatever. The point is this Willie guy is obviously going to be a star, and some people tried to hitch their things to him, but not Brandon or Marshall because they couldn't get it get it together. But the rest of the band, the rest of the Outlanders were like, dude, we're in with you. And... um So they're like, you know, we can teach you. The rest of the band members are like us, Jared and Alan. Uh, Jared and Alan. I can't remember. Those are the only two dudes I think that, uh, that got any credit. But I think they, they didn't even have that many, like a big band. They, Jared played guitar. Alan played bass. I think they had another guy on drums. Maybe that was it for a while. And then Willie slowly learned guitar. But this Willie, because he had this unique way of seeing the world, positive, joyous way of being, I mean, of course he's going to be, people are going to respond to it and, uh, like, love it because he he's, uh, exudes this passion for the world that so many of us struggle with, that he didn't see life as a little bit of a slog or a little bit of a difficulty as some of us do and be like, man, this, you know, I, I wish I knew how to do this or I wish he, he, he had like, when people talk about having a little bit of magic or the X factor as a cayenne might say, th- this guy had it, but he, he had a palpable X factor, like one we can put our finger on pretty much, not how he did it. But the fact is like, he was just full, 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 full of joy. I already said it. Um, so he had his first hit, which was a song called Bears. And it was just like, he didn't really, it, it was like, and I'm not saying this in a, like some people are like, say out of jealousy, oh, he's got the looks, he's got the thing. Uh, if you want a great song about that, um, I don't know if you guys are into old 97s, but there's a song called The New Kid. If you uh, uh, like the one, the live version, but uh Good song. Check that one out. New kid. He's got money. The money I deserve. Like about somebody that's bitter and jealous. 
He's got the looks, but he's no good for his word. Uh, um, so whatever, I'm not hating on Willie that he's good looking and charming like in that, but that's part of his success too. So he wrote the song Bears and it wasn't even that. It was like bears, they're going in the woods, that bears, that one of in the woods, no bears, that fall with you, bear, 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 bears about, but now, bear, bear, bears around about, bear, bear, the bears are falling about, bear, 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 and that, like a lot of that picking action, which I'm probably not doing justice, was a Jared Allen combo. But bears, found the big did you bears, found the beach of bears, found the beach of the bears, bears, bears. And I don't even know if that one had any metaphor in it. Um, I mean, I'm sure certain communities, like communities of bears, I mean, I mean, like talking about guys like that call themselves bears, which I don't, so that's a subculture. I know a couple bears, uh, cool dudes, but, um, they took the song as their anthem, but also just like country music fans took it because you can just say bears, you know, people like singing along with music and like a familiarity and fun. Why people like country music was one reason, I guess, fun and feeling like a sense of belonging when you're singing along with other people. You know, you feel like, wow, this is fun, and I'm with these people, and you're looking at people, you're laughing, and especially if you're at this Willie's concert, you're like over, you're uh, filled up with joy. Uh, like, I guess I can't keep using that, but you're laughing along with this guy who's just so happy to be performing. But so, um, you must be wondering, what, like, when's the wheels going to come off of this, right? Like, when's Willie go start hitting the bottle too hard? Or, you know, when's the, like, the, you're giving us the calm before the storm. When's this big drop-off? Or what's going to go wrong? Or who's going to fight who's? Is he going to get married and then his wife doesn't get along with the band? Or Jared and Alan steal the credit? None of that happens, uh, believe it or not. What happens is the story keeps going a little bit, <laughs> clearly. Um, so they keep Rise in the Fame. Uh, I think that's another one of their songs, too. Rise in to Fame was another one of their songs. Weird that I just thought of that while I was saying it, but it was like, how'd that one go? Rise in to Fame, Beta Fame, it's a rising, rising to Fame. There's a babe like a round. You got raisins in the sun, that's a pain, but don't be a great when the day is done. I don't know, something like that. But we're rising to fame, and the fame is a rising, rise. And I think it busts into some, like, stadium-level moment. Rising to fame, like, and if my feather, they kind of like living out of prayer, or, or uh, the other one. Boom, 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 boom. Like when all of a sudden the lights come up. I don't know why that's in my head now, but whatever. Uh, but so in the rise and fame on the backs of the songs, that, and it's like people are like, uh, you know, scumbag people are trying to get in and finagle them. But these Jared and Alan, I think they were brothers, Jared and Alan, Jared and Alan or Alan and Jared, whatever, however, whichever order you want to. Uh, so they 
kept a tight lid on this, you know, the songwriting credit, the the three of them were sharing it, and then they the drummer came in. Now, they wouldn't give him a whole 25%. I think the drummer got like uh, 11%, but, you know, the, they were fair people, and Willie just, like, wanted to rock. Um, so whatever, these guys are riding the lightning. That's that's a Metallica song, I think, so not their song, to the top. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, Willie was partying a lot and uh, stuff, and they just, these guys just kept touring, and he, but they didn't burn out probably because of his positive energy. And people were a little bit nervous, but Jared and Alan were always like, you know, this doesn't, if we ever changed, we'd be worried. So anyway, like, these guys get so big, they get invited to do the Super Bowl. Now, I noticed this is Super Bowl, uh, this is like Super Bowl, like, one of the ones that, that has, like, an extra thing. It was, like, Super Bowl 26B, 26.2, 31 point. You remember when that, all that stuff happened, and then they had the other Super Bowl. Uh, but so it was that Super Bowl. So that's probably, you know, with the hiccup stuff. And they, but so they did that Super Bowl. It was Chicago versus Chicago versus San Francisco. Chai versus SF Super Bowl twenty six B. I want to say, but I don't think it was twenty six B. But something like that, or twenty. What is it? Thirty. Thirty point five. I can't. Something like it doesn't matter. I mean, that's totally off track. So they were doing the halftime show of this thing. But so the, this leading up to the Super Bowl was like all the, the two cities for some reason started disliking each other and uh, there was all this lead up and uh, then the game was like 0-0 at halftime. And right when, uh, uh, you know what, I never even told you the name of the band just because, uh, I, I, I mean, it, it kind of kills the, the name of the band is the Snakeskin. Snakeskins. Snakeskin? I think it was Snakeskin. Does that sound like a right for a band or Snakeskins? I guess the guys in the band were the Snakeskins. Or maybe it was Willie and the Snakeskins. I think it was just Snakeskin. I think. So that's why I didn't bring up the name of the band, just because I was like, uh, I want you to have respect. I think, uh, you know, they wrote some good songs, but so whatever, the... Snakeskin goes out, uh, Willie's band, I prefer, Will, Willie and the Boys. That's what they should have been called, Bri. But maybe that's like a other band's uh, name. W- Willie didn't, there wasn't any snake, I don't, maybe the drummer wore some snakeskin pants. Are those snakeskin pants? Can you wear snakeskin pants? I'm not even sure if that's a good idea. Like, what do you think, um, is that wicking? Is, he, is that like Cool Max, like the snakeskin? I would think the last thing I want in my body is lizard skin. Like which side's facing your skin? Is it, and then what kind of leather, like like has that snakeskin like been shedded? Anyway, oh, that was another song though, Shed, shed Your Skin. Shed, that was like like one of their like uh, sexual endo songs. Shed your skin, shed your skin, over feel Man, shed your skin, my sweet. It'll out that. I take it down to the mix and 
São gente, I buy a drink, Santa, são and a cigarette. But you know, I don't know. I'm not just living vicariously through uh, Willie and the boys. But uh, so Super Bowl, what, like right before they're, they're supposed to play, they're already on stage. This like riot breaks out between the two, fa- like the fans of the Super Bowl. And what's totally strange is if you know anything about Super Bowls, is this not even the real fans? It's like um, a lot of people that are there because they won contests or people that sponsor the Super Bowl get a certain number of tickets, ultra-rich people. I mean, some super fans of the teams. But it, it was like this riot that no one even understood because it was like, wait a second, not, how, many, how many of these people are actually fans of San Francisco or Chicago? And uh, what ended up happening was uh, it turned out later that someone's had brought in some uh, pepper spray and then it, someone had stepped on the pepper spray that was in a, a purse and it leaked and it just caused everybody, it, like, it caused a fight and then everybody got more and more. It must have, maybe it was just like agitation spray, but it created this, I don't know, and maybe people were, you know, a little bit off, off their keisters. But so Willie was like, I can't, I got to go. And he's trying to break up this fight because it's like, it's just like, you know, massive. Like, I don't even know why everybody was fighting everybody. Maybe it was like over the, like, they're like, I paid. You just like, it was like one of those things, like a wave. But, but like a natural wave in the stadium. Like, I think that is probably what happened. Like the pepper spray got sprayed, but then the wave was going in both directions. People are, have like a $25 beer. It gets knocked out of their hand, but then they wave and then it knocks like an $80 hot dog. And so then people are like, even if you're in the top 1%, you're like, what the heck, man? I can't even believe I paid for a $20 beer. I can afford it, but you just knocked my beer. So that's probably what caused the riot, I think. Natural wave, believe that. Like, which came first, the fake wave that people do, or I mean, I don't know if you call it the fake wave, but the wave, or was like a natural wave from something like that, like, uh, like something pepper spray, and then it just created a wave in both directions. It probably canceled out, or maybe it waved back. Hmm. I don't know. I need some science. Expertise on that uh, wave behavior, natural wave behavior among humans with overpriced stuff among ultra, presumably mostly ultra rich, but not all. But so this riot's breaking out. And Wally's like, I can't have this. And uh, I don't know what it was, but it shook him to his core, this fight. And he was breaking people up. And he's like, you know, it's just a $20 beer. And the guy's like, they're not serving any more beer because it's a fort. But, but for the first time with his wife, he, he was shaken. And, uh, like, his joy was uh, put on hold. His uh, exuber- youthful exuberance, his total exuberance was, like, uh, was like um, he was troubled now all of a sudden. And he's canceled the tour. And dr- all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's dropping out of the band. And the guys are like, what is going on? And then he's like, I don't know, man. I need, I need like to take a life, a class in life, you know, life class. I don't know anymore. So he like went back to school and uh, he, he went to like started at community college. 
because he did graduate from high school, like I said. And all of a sudden he was like, uh, he was interested, like one of his teachers, this community, just a regular old community college teacher, was like, Willie, man, like you sh-, he goes, because, uh, you know, once Willie got out of the, like a little distance between him and this riot, or maybe it was in a riot, just like uh, trouble, um, he started his, you know, happiness or he couldn't contain, you can't contain that kind of person. So he just, this teacher was like, you have such a unique way of working at the world, such a positive way. Like, I know you can have impact on people. Um, I'm not sure how, but, uh, you know, like, you should, maybe you should study some sort of mental health. Like, you, you need to get involved in helping other people because it's like just having you in this class, I look forward to coming to just to see your face. And he's like, just to hear you ask questions or reflect back on my teaching. Hey, you know, I really want to encourage you. You know, this is a gift, a talent, even though it's natural. And Willie's like, no, 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 I fake this, you know. And he's like, oh, you're just kidding. I'm just kidding, teach. Willie liked to call people teach, even though now he's like probably like 29, 30, older than people in class. Um, so Willie decides he's going to go to, he decides he'll get into mental health. He's going to become like a, he, you know, he just struggles between the whole LCSW thing or a freaking, you know, PhD situation, psychiatrist, psychologist. I don't even know the difference. DSVM4, DSVM5. And then even that, Willie's like, ends up being famous because he's like, whoa, 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 let's, uh, you know, slow our DSVM. You know, we, you don't have to be four or five. Can't we just, uh, you know, he, I think he's like, he might be right now working on like the DSVM 4.5.4, 4. 4. 4.5.5.4 or something they're working on it, I heard, to like re rejigger whatever. And like a couple other things, maybe even new Coke. No, that's too far gone. But yeah, I'm just kidding there. But so he gets in this mental health. I'm not sure what kind of doctor, whatever he becomes, because uh, uh, he, he just because so he ends up changing his name because he uh, this is this is the this is the kicker. You're not gonna believe it. So he ends up changing his name because he's like you know. He wants to have a private practice, and uh, he wants to have a private practice. I mean, he'd be charging the same people from the riot, you know, one percenters or whatever. No offense, if you're a one percenter, I'm sure you suffer from stuff. You just have, you know, you can bathe in stuff like some sort of lemon verbena that you got. That's whole, you know, whatever. I can't be doing that, so I'm a little jealous. Passive aggressive stuff. Well, he told me all this. Um, but so Willie, he opens his practice and he's just a giving back. He's working with, you know, inner city youth that are suffering from PTSD, people coming back from the war. He becomes an expert on, um, different ways of dealing with depression and, you know, just ways of, you know, this whole plasticity of the brain thing that everybody's talking about. Willie's like one of these people that's at the forefront now. He's changed his name a couple times, and then finally he retired uh, recently. So a lot, but a lot of this whole stuff is on his back. Uh, like he was a, and he still like gets involved. But because you guys listen to the podcast, I can tell you 
what Willie's real name is, and you're not going to fucking believe this shit. It's Ray fucking Perkins. That's like his uh, backstory. And that's why Ray, when he comes on the show, and I think he's going to be booked for next week. I'm not 100% positive. And um, I didn't get his permission to tell his story, but it's just such a grand story. Strange. But also a great story. Um, I had to tell you guys. Because it's like, I was like, I was like, Ray's such a positive guy. Like, when he comes on the show. Not like, unlike me. I'm not like I'm a negative Nelly. But it's just like when you see these people out there in the world, you're like, wow, you got something, man. And then when you hear about these people, they just spend all their time uh, giving back and helping people. And they're, they're still like, I don't know, it's like, like they're sucking the marrow out of life, as some poet once said that Robin Williams quoted at Dead Poets Society. Um, and poor Robin Williams, I'm thinking of you, man. Okay. I hope you have some peace now. Uh, but so that's the story of Willie, uh, and his band and other, all the other stuff I told you turns out it wraps around to honored on this podcast to have this guy, Ray Perkins, uh, my neighbor. That's his story. Unbelievable. Uh, may 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 not even be uh, almost like a dream, um, you could say. So that's, that's that's the story for tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. I hope um, yeah, find a little bit of Willie. There's a little bit of him out there, everywhere. Um, it's just a little bit harder for some of us to tune into that wavelength that he was so tuned into, and that race who turned so turned into. But we, you know, that's why we come together, kind of. You guys will listen to me, but I know uh, I can sense something uh, at work. I can't explain it. Um, that we all are together uh, as you listen, and I am a voice point for this. Um, so there is hope. We can have hope. Maybe not the hope in the vibrant with a vibrancy that Ray and Willie feel. But you can have hope, okay, that hopefully you're already asleep. And this is just, but even if you can't fall asleep, um, it, it's going to be, there. there is some joy out there. It's just a little bit harder for us to always see it. But it's there. Um, uh, and it might be, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Maybe when Ray comes on next week, he's not going to want to talk about it because he just wants to talk about his Disney stuff, which is his new, he's a retired, he deserves it. All right. Well, thank you so much. I hope I help you fall. It's a good night, um, sweet listeners, and I'll see you soon.